Last of Us. at it again what's up guys last of us podcast right it's good my peoples yeah we here yeah, man. man we here once again i'm kasike your boy jumo we here man episode two of the last of us podcast man That's i a think good number bro what are we gonna call this one well it's looking like we're gonna call this one blackballed and that's that's quite the term i believe um, blackballed yeah let me see how how we can define that real quick. Well, first, before we talk about all that shit, let me crack this Medaya. Medaya. So, this is, you said this is from Puerto Rico? Yes. Like, you can't find this here? Yo, Juwan is part Puerto Rican and never had Medaya before. I've never had this. So, <laughs> if all my Puerto Ricans out there, y'all know this was only on the island for the longest. And they just started probably a year or two ago. I'm not sure exactly the timeline, but recently they started selling it in the Latino community. So, you know, us being in Wilmington. We gotta go all the way to Kennett Square for these or Philly. <laughs> you know, shout out my little brother. He brought these over for us. So maybe Westside got them. I don't know. Yeah, they just smooth though, right? I mean, they're pretty good. It's like a Coors Light. Bro, if it's had a simple. Light, yeah, they're similar to that. Bro, it's so light. I yeah. like it. It's just chill. Nah, this is that's that's dope. I did not know that that was strictly on the island. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Medaya, man. Shout out to Medaya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck that. All right. So let's get into it, man. Episode two. For those who checked out episode one. We appreciate y'all. Um, we definitely had way more, way more, way more positive feedback. I yeah, think that, that was that was dope. That I, we decided, right? That we that we thought we would have. I haven't heard anything negative from anybody, so this is kind of what's letting me know that we're we're moving in the right direction. We're doing the right thing. Yo, and the first one was really, yeah. really, really our first one. For real. We've never done anything <laughs> like this. At I, all. Never spoke live, never spoke on a podcast, never spoke on a radio station. Yeah. Um I don't even really watch them like that to be completely honest. Yeah. But Yo. now I'm now I'm more intrigued because we got one of our Yo, own. It's just know? funny because when when uh when I brought the idea to Jawan, I remember him saying like, I don't even know what the fuck to do on a podcast, bro. Like oh. I don't watch that shit. And like I had to show him and then like when we we're watching them, it's like it's not boring, but you're watching someone else talk <laughs> and you have to be interested in the person and the topics, obviously, right? And that was something I was worried about with us. Yeah, but Listen, the people who, like I said in the last episode, whoever fucks with us, fucks with us. Whoever doesn't, they're lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so appreciate the support, man. Keep showing yeah, support. Like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We need to get our YouTube channel up and popping. We're starting bell. starting everything from scratch. <laughs> everything from scratch. No bots, no bullshit. No nothing. All fucking authentic. Ground up. Yeah, man. So what's up, Joan? All right, so let's get Yo, wait, wait, what? How was your week, bro? What, what day? I mean, we ain't gonna say what day it is. But how, how's your week been so far? How you feel it's like the been, week's been? It's been good. I'll be honest. Like, I'm getting ready to having to go back into the office soon. So, <sighs> having that. to deal with that and and coming to terms with that. Uh, yeah, going a year and a half working remote. <laughs> it's, Ooh, boy. it's quite the adjustment. I mean, hell yeah. In the beginning of July, I was in the office for about three weeks, which I share with you. But now, uh, I'm on a little bit of a break. Yeah. Until August, so I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can. I mean, we got the podcast going now, um, so I'm trying to incorporate that into my day to day, moving, transitioning back into office lifestyle. Yeah, you know? so, I think you'll be all right. I mean, 
I've been five days a week. This is my first five-day week in a row, like straight every day working in the office. Usually we had one or two remote days. Um, it sucks, man. Yeah. Working remote for a year and a half, that spoils the shit out of you. I ain't going <laughs> to lie, You get bro. used to it. Yo, I, yo, I was so pissed because I FaceTimed Juwan today, and I was in the office, this motherfucker laying on the bed like this <laughs> in a tank top, working like this. I'm like, you motherfucker. Man, <laughs> you I wish I was you right now. so bad. I did, bro. I did. <laughs> but yo, shout out, to, shout out to you, man. That's what's Appreciate up, man. I'm, I'm excited that, uh, yeah. you know, new beginnings. Um, so. I mean, it's going to be healthy, though. At least we get to – I think going to work five days a week is going to make us get more – become – the social person we used to be before COVID. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we're going to have to interact with random people and we're not used to that right now. Even right. with the pandemic lifting, mm-hmm. um, we still only communicate with the people and see the people we want to see. Right. So we have to interact with random people now. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you said yourself, you're trying to acclimate to being out more. Yeah. So I, I respect that. Cause I, I see myself doing that more, especially now that it's hot. Like I'd rather not mm-hmm. be inside too often. So I bring that appreciate it. All right, man, so there's a topic I've been wanting to talk about. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And oh, yes. It's something that me and Jawan and a lot of other people always talk about. Yeah, I select yeah. few people, but. But I, I'm sure it's a conversation in other people's <laughs> circles. Yeah, for sure. Other organization circles. There it is. <laughs> so. What, what is, what's the topic? What's the topic, Eric? I got to watch what I say. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we got to watch what we say. So. <laughs> All right, so me and Jawan entered this uh Man. this brotherhood. Yeah. We'll say brotherhood. Yeah. There's a lot of brotherhoods out there. Yes. We entered this brotherhood in 2014. Mm-hmm. And a lot has changed since then. A lot. Uh <laughs> especially since COVID, but <laughs> oh getting even getting to COVID, a lot has changed. Um you know, let me check let me check myself. I'm not so, gonna laugh at anybody. Everybody has different situations and, and right. different processes. Right. But Greek life definitely changed. Even before COVID, I was seeing the change. Mm-hmm. But COVID definitely, uh, you know, fast forward it. But, bro, just the experiences that we had, the people, the brothers now, and yeah. the Greek life, and Greek life, other orgs, sororities, whatever, they're not getting that and I, I feel bad for them. And that's that's honestly my sentiment as well. I just feel like, um, at least currently, the experience for anybody coming into Greek life is very, very different than what it used to be. And I would say COVID has impacted it the most. I mean, it seems like it's getting back to normal, but I don't know yet. So my, my hope is that there is some some form of attraction to Greek life after COVID. I think I'm there's always going to sure. be an attraction I think with generations changing, every generation attracts people in a certain different way. You know, I feel yeah. like the early 90s, early 2000s was like party heavy. Okay. Super party heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, late 2000s into our generation was definitely heavy performing. Yeah. And I, I'm i not in this generation, so I can't say what makes people want to pledge organizations. But all I know is when we crossed – it was always me and you running around. Yeah. Then George came in the picture. Mm-hmm. We had Greg. Yep. Uh, we had Chris Valverde. Zicotti always came through. Um, Zicotti always showed love. Kevin. It always was around. Kevin. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. So serious, to get, <laughs> she get out of our conversation. <laughs> uh, we had the Copan people. We had, you know, Kidigua. We had a lot of people, right? Yeah. 
And it was just love. You remember, like, when we crossed and you go to a yard show, yeah. you don't even have to hit nobody up. Right. And you know 40 or 50 of you going to pop out. Everybody. And the whole yard is going to be deep. Yep. Every organization deep as shit. Now you have, like, a person come from this per- this org. One org might have three people. Everybody has to hit people up. Nobody wants to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I can't. I would hate to be Great. in that situation right now. Yeah. Especially as a it. Neo. As a it's Neo, just not fun. I would, I would not, it. like... I just don't think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, what? What did I? What did I pledge for? Yeah, like, you know? like I mean, I, I, you know, we all know what we pledge for. I mean, yeah. everybody has their reasons. They, right. We all love the organization. At the end of the day, all that matters. Yeah, but I'm not saying performing was all of it. But bro, we had step shows, stroll shows. We had lit ass community services. We had we traveled. I've been so many places. You've been so many places. Mm-hmm. I don't see nobody doing that anymore. And I think that wow. was the biggest attraction for me was just the perform like that's the biggest marketing piece that we have as organizations is the performances the just being out there and, and the exposure is what allowed us to recruit other people. yeah and so for sure the fact that we can't do that now is very limiting like mm-hmm. what's the point of making a stroll if i can't even do it anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the point of putting a performance together if there's nowhere to perform exactly you know so like, like well i'll tell you this and it's even before covid performing and doing strolls and steps turn into a social media craze. This is true. Yeah. Stepping stro- step competitions and stroll competitions all faded away, and you start seeing more and more organizations just do little one-minute Instagram videos mm-hmm. and YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Now that's all it is. It's all I see. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been open for a few months now. You would think, you know, some picnics would happen and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I know – I know a few universities are br- trying to bring back their step shows, but they said there's just no interest because there's no one to perform. Yeah. But, like, I just saw – I just see it turning into a social media thing. Mm-hmm. And then they don't even stroll right on social media. So it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Well, my hope is, like, maybe we can do something with Reels or TikTok, you know, these short little snippets of, like, strolls to stuff. That's what I literally just thought about right now, and that would yeah. be cool. Like, It would start, be, man, but I just miss the competition like vibe. I miss, yeah, like, yeah. going to a meet degrees, going yeah. to a step show, going – and you don't want nobody to outshine you. Yeah. Like, you got to be the best there. Right. Well, I don't even care if it's uh, intermission. You got to mm-hmm. be the hypest motherfuckers. Yeah. Now, people just sit in their seats. Facts. And it's why. Crowds are dead. Crowds are dead. What happened to the hold it, hold it? They don't know what that is. Yeah, nobody knows what that yeah, is. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and and <sighs> I ain't going to get into the pledge process because that's a very touchy topic. Yeah. Um, I will say... You know, fuck it, I'll say it. <laughs> if the motherfuckers who are brothers and sisters of the organizations now had to go through the processes that these organizations had to go through during our time or before, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be here. And I, yeah, I think it takes a different type of grit. Would not be here. Yeah. Would not be here. And I yeah. think us having, you can tell the level of love for the organization based off of what you had to go through and what you had to sacrifice for that organization. Mm-hmm. Like, your bond to it is tighter. Bond super tight, yeah. super tight. Now I will say, mm-hmm. that doesn't dictate the work you put in as a brother or right. sister. Yes, I know we both know yeah. people who yeah. did not have the process we had, and yes. they do more work than a lot of brothers we know who went in. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree with that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you put work in for the org, bro. I love you, man. I'll yeah. dap you up, grip you up, call it a day. We can vibe, kick back, smoke hookah, drink. I, I definitely hear you, and that's kind of what I was alluding to, too. There is uh, some people that I know that even though their process may not have been the same or their experience may not have been the same coming in, 
that has not changed their work ethic for the frat. So I I admire that. I definitely Facts. admire that. Facts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But shout out to all the hard working productive Hell Greeks yeah. out there, man. Shout out to y'all. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And to all you Greeks out there who did not pledge the right way and don't put work in for the frat. <laughs> or, you know what? Fuck that. The people who did pledge the right way and don't put work on you. <laughs> Fuck y'all, man. <laughs> you Kick rocks. You ain't. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Anyways, um, yeah, man. Greek life, bro. I Greek love it. life. Um, so something I kind of wanted to talk about that I mentioned in the beginning um, was something that I think is pretty interesting that I talk about with my my group my group of friends now um it's kind of like blackballed celebrities like in in the music industry at least specifically like who um i mean the first one that always comes to mind to me uh i don't i don't know if he's necessarily blackballed but he is somebody that people kind of frown upon is is chris brown <laughs> and <laughs> like i i i admire chris brown but a friend yeah. of mine uh, call call homeboy real quick. Let me call him right now. Right now. All right. I'm I, call did him you right just now. spark something? Call. Uh, I ain't gonna say his name. All right. I'm gonna I'm point it to you. Go to your your Jays. This one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Call him. Just call him. See if he answers real quick. I just want you to ask him what he thinks about that person. Okay. Let's see if he answers. Let me make sure. This Jones connected. Oh, let me turn it up. He's gonna be a so silly. Why y'all keep fucking calling? Nah, he ain't gonna say that. You're like, hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. This is it. Yes. Hello. Jarelli. Hey. I tried <laughs> to answer the call before. I know. I, th- I heard you're at work, so I wasn't trying to bother you. But I wanted, okay. to, I wanted to ask you about a particular person and your opinion on them. Sure. <laughs> so my- Eric Toller. <laughs> no, not Eric Solar, but uh, I've heard a little about a little bit about your your take on uh, Chris Brown, and I wanted to hear. Oh my! <laughs> I wanted to know, like, what what is what is your sentiment about Chris Brown? If you could put it into like a sentence or two, or uh, let me get off the sales floor so I can tell you. I can help you. I'm on the sales floor by the diapers. You said, "Hold on, let me let me give myself some space real quick." <laughs> Cool. How's work been? Um, that's annoying gotcha. as usual. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. No, you're good. <laughs> oh God, I'm you, so annoyed at y'all. Can I know. And that's why we really wanted to call because I know you have <laughs> you have a really strong opinion about this, and I would love to hear it. So, my opinion on Chris Brown is that I think Chris Brown is very talented. I think that. He's definitely had an impact in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a few feelings about, I, I think people consider him to be a legend. That's a conversation I've had before with Eric. Yes. I don't consider him to be a legend. Um, I think he's iconic. I think okay. he's set certain trends. And like I said, he's had an impact. But I don't think that his accomplishments and his impact has been considered legendary Mm -hmm. and obviously that's a a very subjective opinion to have Mm -hmm. on what constitutes someone to be legendary but the way that i define it yes yeah what'd you say i was gonna ask that i was gonna follow up with that same that same thing how do you define legend right (laughs) so (laughs) 
so for me, someone someone who's legendary has trailblazed something for the people that have come after them in a way that no one else has done anything similar okay. to and has really changed the game. He has. I can respect um, that. And um, will forever. What's up? He has changed the game. Oh my god! This I'm being asked for my opinion. <laughs> All right, but I'm telling you, you're wrong. Fuck that. I'm being so go I, ahead, I wasn't ahead. called and asked to have a debate. Uh, All right, but listen, Uh-oh. listen, listen. You say he didn't. I just had to correct you. You say he hasn't changed the game, but nobody can Wait, do what actually, he does. Correction. I said that he had an impact, but he didn't trailblaze to that extent where I feel like it would be considered legendary. That's okay. what I said. But. If somebody does something that no one else can do, isn't that legendary? What What has he done that no one else can do? He's the most sing and dance. He's the most Michael talented. Jackson did that? He he's better. I'll say this. I'll say this. Michael, he's he can dance better than Michael Jackson. Mm. Michael That's Jackson created. Suggested. Michael Jackson created the moves, the the foundation, mm-hmm. but Chris Brown elevated it. You never heard of somebody always reinvents the cycle and just does it better? Chris mm-hmm. Brown did that. Mm-hmm. Well, back to what I was saying. Go ahead, <laughs> he managed Go ahead, it. Go ahead, Jerome. <laughs> so back to what back to what I was saying. <laughs> Period. <laughs> In addition, um, I also one of the things I if that frustrates me about Chris Brown mm-hmm. um, is the fact that I feel like he could have a much more successful career as as live performances go mm-hmm. than they are now because i think he is arguably the most talented or one of the most talented male artists out there right now and of all time i feel like he <laughs> anyway um <laughs> i feel like he could really be on the level of like just for lack of a better person beyonce in terms of like his his production mm-hmm. and just everything. Like, I think he could really push the boundaries and use his influence that he's gained to really have a major cultural impact and just incorporate that into everything. I feel like everything that he's been putting out is just recycled versions of the same thing. I got you. Like they're good songs, but it's like, what are we, what are we doing? That's different. You That's are so successful. You have, the influence you have the success like let's use that let's do something different let's change it up don't I, just I give us that. quick you know um quick you that face? time after time after time <laughs> what you say no eric's making a face because like, chris brown's on, better than beyonce oh god jerrell please <laughs> beyonce needs the production and the crazy lights and people dancing for her to make yeah, her look right. good oh man chris brown yeah, doesn't need right. that he trying, yeah, spark, he trying right. to spark you up. I'm not even going to argue with you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know that Beyonce needed to marry Jay Z to get to the level she was at. <laughs> oh, God. He yeah. said, let me. You're absolutely right. <laughs> he said, I, let's agree to disagree. You're you, know, right. you know, I love you, Jerome. I know you're I know, a proud member of the Beehive. Yeah, we love you. But no, bro. for real. Um, I, I, I can like agree with the production did, part. I know what you're saying about that. He, I can say, if I can he agree did with that. those things that I, like, I feel like he can and should do. I feel like I would consider him legendary. So you're saying he hasn't done like enough with his skill set and his platform yes. to yes. to 
legendarize, I, if that's a lack of a better verb yeah, or word, to himself. To propel him into that legendary yes, status, yes. I feel like he hasn't I, done it. I feel like he's sitting on his talent that. and he could do more with it. Because I tell I tell George that all the time. Like He puts out these 100-track albums, but he refuses to put out a regular album. And right. I don't I don't know. I think he, he recently said why. I don't remember what he said, but he did recently mm-hmm. say why he's not doing that. Um, but I can tell he has a, a love and appreciation for making music. But I don't oh, think, for sure. But I think that is it. Like he just loves making music and he's not really attracted to that that whole right. like I'm gonna keep pushing the bar and pushing the the, exactly. the standard. He's just well, he's cool with what he does. Jarrell, hear me out on right. hear me on hear me out on this real quick though. Um tell me what Wait, wait, before it. you say that, before you say that, I just wanna piggyback off what Jumo is saying and say that all of that I agree with and that doesn't take anything away from him. Like uh, me yeah, giving know, these opinions, I that you, doesn't take anything away from him and his skills because I think he is super fucking talented. No, I hear you. But let me let me uh, explain something to you real quick. And this is my opinion too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I agree and I see your point on the legendary, like what to do and accomplish to be legendary, right? But I also feel like us coming from a generation that people had to do that to be legendary – the generation now that he grew up in is a lot different. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you can have a random artist. It don't matter who it is. He's a brand new artist. There's only a select amount of people who can be a feature on that song that you will be like, oh, well, Chris Brown's, like, this person's on that song. I got to listen to it. And Chris Brown's one of those people on a list of, like, Drake, T-Pain, Little Wayne's, like, I'll say Beyonce, you know, because that's your girl. <laughs> but... Uh, like he's one, he's on that short list of people that makes every song better. Yeah, and and I think you can't take that away from him, and that's legendary in a sense because not everybody can do that out of the thousands and thousands of artists who came through. I agree that he has that, but I don't think that makes him legendary. I think, I think there's a lot I think of the issue I think gener- a lot to, of uh, to the next generation. I think that's that's something you got to consider. So you're saying for that we needed to drop the bar for the current artists no, in order not for saying them to that. be legendary. So so, who's legendary to you? So who's out right now? I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, obviously Drake is legendary, right? <laughs> Would you say Drake is legendary? No. Oh, okay. Ah! What you mean? What you Here mean? Here we go. All right, now so, you got a problem with Jawan now, not me. What you, you mean? So just okay. We he got more need, slaps than the need. Beatles, bro. But we. What'd you say? He has more slaps than the Beatles. That means he has more number ones than the Beatles have. Well, here's the thing. Right, right, right. So once again, that goes back <laughs> to the whole idea of what do we consider to be legendary? Do you consider right. commercial success the sole indicator of legendary status? So if someone just has a lot of really popular songs, does that make them in its in a nutshell to you legendary? If it does, no. then sure, they're legendary in your eyes. Well, I, I know he's done a lot. Like the whole God's plan type thing, where he was buying people random people groceries and things like that. He's done what he can, what he could to give back to his communities sure and things back. like that. Um, I know he like tours in Toronto, does certain things in Toronto. He has a key to the city. Um, you don't gotta explain yourself. I know. I'm just, I'm just giving him like he <laughs> said. I, I mean, uh, Jarrell was saying that like Chris Brown hasn't done enough to 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 be in a legendary position. And I know he's probably comparing that to like so you had a, Beyonce and the Jarell, things that she does. Jarrell, you had an so. argument with Chris Brown, but Drake's legendary, bro. No, there's, <laughs> there's nothing to that. I, I yeah. yeah I, I don't even, 
No disrespect no, to you, but your agree. your opinion on that <laughs> no. doesn't. I, I'm sorry, bro. Drake's legendary. I think if you're somebody that does you not have to promote that, your I album mean, and you can just drop it and everyone and it goes number one, you're legendary. I don't think Chris Brown can do that, but Drake can do that. As can Beyonce. As can J. Cole. I just once again, I already I already yeah. described what my definition right, right, of a legendary yeah, artist yes, is, and I yes. don't think Drake meets those standards. Yeah. If he met those standards, then I say, yeah, hello, you have me tied up on my own word, mm-hmm. but based on what I view as legendary, he's not. I just think he's super commercially successful, Mm -hmm. super commercially successful. But if you take away that, what does he have? If you take away his commercial success, what is he as an artist? Well, all I'm saying is if Beyonce drops an album next week, (laughs) not everybody's listening to it. I'm sorry. You're lying. What? (laughs) (laughs) What are you even saying? I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm not even going. I'm not going to take you away from your job, bro. Yeah, we won't let you go back to work. We appreciate the intake, the insight. I'm sorry. But yo, Jerome. Yeah. What's up? You were just on episode two of the Last of Us podcast. Congratulations. (laughs) I had a feeling. (laughs) (laughs) You're the first person we ever called on this, so. All right. Well, I'm Thank glad that I wasn't ratchet. Right, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick the best picture I have of you, and I'm gonna have it pop up while we speak to you. Please don't make it ugly. Oh, well, I got you. I got, I'm gonna put the one that you guys had on the Beyonce website. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good one. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, bro. I love you. I'll talk to you. All right, love you. All right, too, but yeah, Chris Brown. I mean, ever since that shit down went down with him and, and Rihanna, I feel like people have opinions about it. Course. About his music, especially about women. About him and women. You know what? General, nah, yeah. you know what? I don't want to say women in general because women love Chris Brown. They do. They do. I don't, they don't. Don't let him get it twisted. When he yeah. takes his shirt off, dances, does everything he does, they they love him. Yeah, but it's so. It's, so all right. So did you watch that Chris Brown documentary? On, per, I personally, I did not. That Chris Brown documentary is serious. I would watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, you would definitely see his perspective. Now, am I saying he's he was right? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. She was definitely putting hands on him too. That's what I. That's what I heard. And, and but I don't. I, don't I, I know. If, no matter. I know me personally. I would never put my hands on a woman, no matter what. Right. I would just leave the situation. Mm-hmm. But I know he was in that teenage, them teenage years where he had millions of dollars. Never. He never. They were he, both he, young. He, they they both, both young. grew up rich. Yeah. They grew up in the industry, they so they had lights young. on them, cameras. They they grew up differently. So. And I think at the time that they met, they were at their pinnacle of their careers. Or at least I think Rihanna was about to take off. Like, Umbrella had just come out yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Chris Brown um, had, had just come off his first album. It so sounds like, like he just snapped, bro. And, yeah. and it happens. And I'm not saying second he was album, right sorry. for it. Huh? I was talking. I was correcting myself. Oh. Second album. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because he disappeared for a little bit. Right. Did, did his rehab. Did the anger management. I don't know if he did. I forget if he did jail time or not. But... He came back a bad boy. He did. My man came back with tattoos all over the place. <laughs> he was a he came back a blood. That I did not know until recently. <laughs> I know. I remember I was playing uh, it out. You were like, yeah, he was he's a blood because he's that, that's on that that's on that. Picture me rolling. That whole track talks yeah. about bloods, throwing up the five. Right. All that. That John. But um yeah, bro, he came back a bad boy. It's like he like <laughs> did time in Cali and got jumped in and was like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. I think that's a good way to end it off. Definitely. <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, that was episode, episode two. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, bro. That was I just fun. like talking to you, bro. And the fact that we can share our convos yeah, with the world is a, is a beauty. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good conversation. Yeah, man. 
right, Episode 2 of Last of Us Podcast Yes sir Appreciate y'all See y'all next Tuesday For episode Stay tuned Tres Tres oh, man. <laughs>